A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. From ASE certified expert technicians to new smart services that keep you connected, Pep Boys Auto Service and Tire Centers keep your ride humming. Open seven days a week. Pep Boys, we go further to help you go farther. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the Goldilocks Productions presentation of the In the Psychic Flow Show with Caroline Carey. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to In the Psychic Flow. So nice to have you join us this evening. We have a great show planned for you with a really special guest. And I will talk about that one second. I also want to say uh, we have a couple of great events coming up for the month of July. And um, I will announce those later. Tonight, we have a really special event planned for you with Reverend Kevin Lee, who is a dynamite uh, minister, motivational speaker, coach, author. He's the man. He is, uh, his career is taking off here. He's a wonderful speaker, very knowledgeable you are, Kevin, as well as Suave and Debonair. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I enjoy everything that you do. And I just wanted to point out, um, I'm going to post Reverend Kevin Lee's website. Also, May 28th uh, of this year, uh, Reverend Lee was with us. Precipitation mediumship was his topic. And it was very interesting. And he's probably going to talk a little bit about that. Tonight, he's talking about the seance room. Now, I've listed it as the mysteries of the seance room. The secrets of the Saints room, Kevin. What are you What are you presenting with us today? Uh, well, about the Saints. Well, definitely. Well, basically, just uh, this is really a Saints, and 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 I really am. I guess I am sharing secrets because a lot of times 
we uh, when the doors close and we and we seal everything up. Bear with me as my watch my sound. When the doors close and we and we see. Pardon there. I had a double echo in my system. Uh, let me go back. Great to be on the show as always, and I thank you for this opportunity. I got a little sidetracked there, but um, really, we're going to talk about the seance room this evening. And I want our viewers to ask questions because where else do you go and you get to ask somebody who's been in a lot of seances? What what the heck goes on in there? Is it creepy and dark and scary and and uh, all that? No, it really isn't. Uh, but I will tell you what it's all about. And we're going to share not necessarily the secrets, but really just kind of uh, the scientific things that we do. We do a lot of scientific testing and I, I uh we're going to talk about that as well. And because we're always trying to make sure that the event is sacred and secure. So definitely an amazing experience. I have, I have to say my um, experience in trans circle of leading a trans circle and uh, in the seance room, I have seen the most amazing things. Yes. That never thought were po- even possible. Me too. My horizons. And I hope that does the same for everyone else. What, what metaphysics is all about, the history. And it's just so interesting. It really, really is an ever-expanding your horizon of knowledge. So, Kevin, I'm going to let you take over the show. Okay. If people have questions, they'd like to post some questions about the seance. Sure. How it is conducted or trance or anything that you are speaking about, they can put them in the live comments. We won't be taking any readings tonight, but we are going to talk about some various topics, and I'm sure – People are going to have questions, and I'm going to ask you a few questions myself on behalf of our viewers and listeners, if you don't mind. Sure, and actually, do me a favor because if I if I do uh, carry on too much in a co- in one topic, wave your uh, put your hand up, and then I can okay. see you. <laughs> Because that's an easy. I tell all my students just raise your hand if you need to say something because I'm going to mute all of you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Well, anyway, what I wanted to do uh, for you, Carolyn, and for the viewers tonight was. Really just to kind of demystify and pull back the curtain, no pun intended, but really just let you guys uh, experience through me and my experiences and and what I'm going to share, what it's like to be a part of a, for me, is a very sacred, and I know for you, Carolyn, as well, this is our religion, it's our philosophy, this is our uh, scientific experiments in many ways, and it's just, uh, when I enter the seance room, it's like, Entering to entering into the presence of angels, entering into the presence of these evolved beings that are in etheric form that take on physical form. So that's really what the experience is. It's a very, very sacred experience. And it's not scary. Could it be? Yes. For those who don't really know what's going on, I could understand why it's bizarre. Yeah, But it truly is amazing. And what's even more amazing, you know, my little knowledge is always there, but uh, seances have been held and documented for thousands of years. You find perfect, beautiful examples in the Christian, in the the Judeo-Christian Bible, when they talk about the tabernacles on the hills and on the mountains and everywhere, but also there's a holy of holies. These are tents that were constructed for the priests. And the priest would always often would would often or some would wear those unusual breastplates with this with very particular stones, certain frequencies and colors. Right. And those priests who could who wore those breastplates 
could approach the sacred relic of the Ark of the Covenant. And if they were not wearing it, they would be struck down or they would uh, be killed. Uh, very peculiar. Uh, that's a whole nother uh, radio show. <laughs> it's interesting. But what's interesting is only the most evolved and trained priest was allowed to go into the inner, the innermost sanctum of the holiest of holies. And the tents were literally built. I don't think I have a good example of it, but basically you can see my hands doing this, right? right. So if we build a tent that's square and this is the door to go into the tent, right? So we walk in this away and mm-hmm. you have to walk around the side because on the inside is another little box of a tent. And on that side, the door is there, which means you're going in that away into the second layer of tent. And there are multiple layers and the tent gets smaller and smaller inside the greater tabernacle till you get to the holiest of holies where the highest priests were allowed. And that's where they spoke to Yahweh. Yahweh in in the ancient language originally meant uh, it was a general term for the spirit world. It did not mean God. God has its own name in the uh, old languages. And so it's just been misunderstood and mistranslated biblically. But basically, they would say they'd speak to God and God would speak to them and give them advice for the king and for the armies and for the people and for the priests and all those things. Well, they were they were holding seances. How do I know? Because one of the things I'm going to talk about and show you backs that up. In the Bible, for those of you who are Christian or Catholic or even Jewish, you may have read some of these old scriptures. And there, and it all it never made sense to me as a child. Why would there be clouds inside of the tabernacle? Why would there be clouds rolling out in volume when Moses and his buddy uh, was it Joseph? I think it was Joseph. Uh, they would go into the tabernacle and the clouds would roll out and they would speak to God. It's ectoplasm, right? Ah, yes, good. Ectoplasm right. literally looks like clouds whenever it's in a specific state, a gaseous state. It's unbelievable when you're able to see it. And so that's what was happening. And so this stuff has been going on for a long time. They didn't call it seances back then, but now we do. Seance, that word scares people all the time, every time I say it. But it also gets people to come to your show because they're curious. Yes. But uh, think about this. The seance is a French word. It literally just means uh, a sitting with spirit. Anytime a group of priests, and I'm going to use that word because uh, when, say, for instance, priests get together, what do they do? They sit in a circle, kind of like a conclave, and they... Uh, they commune with spirits, especially in the Catholic religion, right? And right. That's all, there's all this communication with spirit. Well, that's what they're, they're holding seances literally in the Vatican and in Catholic cathedrals when the priests get together and call in the saints, the saintly figures, the soul, the human souls who've gone on. Those were human beings who were uh, uh, sanctified, if that's the correct word. They were made saints. And they're calling them in for guidance, healing, upliftment, inspiration, all of that. They're literally holding a seance to call them forward for an experience. And I bet you guys have never thought about that. So really, uh, it's going on more than people are aware. It's just called different things in different churches and different religions. But it really really is a like, time of gathering with spirit. Wouldn't you say, Carolyn? Well, and also home circles. Did you mention that? No, good point. Oh, Speak about that. Another example that used to be very popular in the UK here, also in the USA, 
um, where people of like minded set their own parameters mm-hmm. uh, to meet with spirit on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I've had this too. We had this uh, for four or five years. Um, same people, mm-hmm. pretty much. And would meet in a lot of time because spirit knows when you're coming. Once you set that up, the we've had the most amazing experiences. So people have that in their home. And that's how a lot of the spiritualism grew. Yes. You exactly. was that's how mediums developed and trance develops. Exactly. And I see somebody in the in the chat room asking, Miss Anita, good to see you. Do you all hold hands? Actually, I love to hold hands. <laughs> I miss hugging people these days. But yeah. that's another story. But I will say this. Yes, we do hold hands. And it's interesting because have you ever seen those those funny little science experiments where you get two kids or two people and they each take one hand and they each hold a light bulb, a specific light bulb that lights up based on um, I can't think of the name of the type of electricity that our bodies generate. But the light bulb will light up because of our human energy. Just touching it. So we actually, Spirit talks about that. When we hold hands, we are creating like a giant battery in the room in the shape of a circle. And so we're amplifying the inner, the ambient energy in the room that Spirit can draw from to actually begin to cause phenomena to happen in the room. So that's a very important principle. It actually does help. So that's a great question, Anita. And, uh, you know, when I, I talk about the word seance, Let's talk about another word. Uh, let's talk about ectoplasm, right? We heard about that in Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd, for many of you who don't know, that whole movie came to be because Dan Aykroyd uh, and his family discovered in the attic of his grandfather a trunk that the family didn't n- really know about. And in the trunk were all these journals and notes of him, the grandfather, who wa- he was a spiritualist uh, medium. He was a practitioner and he would sit in home circles and seances. And he has, he had all of these accounts. I would love to read those journals. Yes. And so they talked about ectoplasm and, and sometimes it would glow green or it would glow in a white way, or it would look like clouds blue. Yes. And sometimes it would take on a solid form, like as solid as I am, or other times it would feel like cloth like peculiar things that can take on many forms. So what is that ectoplasm? It's actually not slimy, but it can be moist and feel strange. (laughs) But what ectoplasm is, it's actually the physicalized life force of me, the medium or the guest or the flowers in the room, whatever's in the room. Sometimes we bring flowers and water and things into the room, but spirit will typically draw from the medium And there is a a life force, like a battery of energy within that medium. And spirit will extract it, pull it out. They're borrowing it because you get it all back. (laughs) And they they use it and then they physicalize it. And then that physical ectoplasmic substance is what they drape. They basically raise it up or they build it up and they walk into it. And it takes on the form of whatever their thoughts, the spirit world makes it to be. It could be a ball. It could be flowers. It could be uh, the shape of a child, a person, a full full grown person. Uh, I've been to seances where a bird flew through the room, but it wasn't a real bird. It was an ectoplasmic bird, but she still, or it still made noise because they had built a little, uh, a singing, a voice box in the bird. It warbled as it flew through the room. Crazy. Think so, about, um, 
Let me interrupt you a minute. Our founder, Reverend Dorothy Flexer of oh, Sarasota, which is the Shrine of the Master at that time, she was a direct voice medium. And I showed last week what a, um, uh, what do you call a, what do you call those things? One of these things? Yes. I showed that last <laughs> week. And that I couldn't think for some reason. And um, talk about how the ectoplasm makes a voice box for that to work. Can you talk about that for a moment? Sure. So the word direct voice means that this medium, Reverend Dorothy Flexer, uh, amazing woman, you guys, if you can track down some history, uh, hopefully I think she'll inspire you. Amazing lady. Anyway, uh, so basically spirit will take the ectoplasm from the medium, right? And build up this physical substance. And it typically will come out of the orifices of the body. It could come out the ears, the nose, the eyes, the mouth. Uh, even uh, even in the chest, you know, we have a chest area it could come out of the breast. It can come out of the belly button or the solar plexus. And, and really anywhere we have an orifice, it technically can come out. We have pores in our skin. It can literally come out of the pores. Amazing. So it, and, so it, and so it can come out in different ways. When it is extracted, it typically will come, it will either make its way out, meaning spirit is pushing it out or pulling it out. Or sometimes a medium is guided because they're entranced to reach up and grab whatever's around them to pull it forward. And it's not the medium, but it's spirit guiding the central nervous system of thoughts for the medium to reach up and do this and pull it forward. So it's really spirit moving the body uh, atomic, anatomically, no, robotically. I guess it's that's the word, <laughs> like a robot. And so spirit's in charge of the body. As this substance is brought out, it typically will either hang and lay somewhere here on the body, somewhere around the top. And it basically, they are mimicking what is in the back of the throat, the larynx, right? This is a voice box. So right. spirit will literally make a copy in the back. And there's a base of ectoplasm there. It comes up and out in another part of it. And it lays here and it replicates it out here. So this appendage, for lack of a better word, will move around and will literally begin to speak. And so it's this that mimics the voice that would normally come through here. A lot of times it does have an, an element of the medium. You can hear it's so peculiar. You would swear it's the medium, but it's not the medium because a lot of times their mouths are even gagged or full of water or, or huge pieces of cloth with tape. And so what happens is there will be accents of the medium, their, their fluctuations of their voice, the intonation is even here in the spirit voice that has a different quality. Sometimes it sounds metallic or it sounds, uh, uh, it just sounds different, peculiar. I don't know how to describe it. And sometimes it can be crystal clear, depending on the strength of the medium and the skill of the medium and spirit. Other times, if there's an ectoplasm, the uh, the ectoplasmic voice box will actually travel and crawl, for lack of a better word, up the wall or over across the room. And it literally will sit in a corner and it will speak from the corner of the room. And so that's another way that it can present. It just depends, again, what is the potential of that medium? So Dorothy is amazing. I wished I could have met her. I, I That would have been amazing to get to experience her direct voice. I heard amazing stories about her. Yes. And, and all of our sessions were recorded. And I'll and, tell you real quick, you know, we uh, you asked about this. This is a yeah. spirit trumpet. And right. uh, I just want to bring it up briefly because when 
when mediums are able to produce a volume of ectoplasm, it eventually will come out of the medium uh, and typically reach out to pick up this instrument. Now, this is a telescoping. You can see how it shrinks, and then it gets back to full size. This is actually a student, my student trumpet, right? And if you're really a student, I'll show you this, you get the baby one. <laughs> it's like four or five inches, but it's so lightweight. When the beginners, when my, I don't, I don't teach this, but this is, these are the stories I've heard. The, the beginner students will get this for probably a good six months to a year. And once yes. their power can get it to levitate and move, then they get to put the second layer, which just fell, but there's a second layer that can be added as they get stronger. The third can be added. And so then eventually I'm going to have to back up to show you this. Once your ectoplasmic energy gets strong, you can move up to the advanced trumpet, which looks like this. And this is, you know, you guys, you can see them all the way at the back of my room. This is massive. It's a big one. Yeah. And you can see how in one end is quite large. That's the mouth, if you will. And then here is the uh, end where the ectoplasm typically will wrap around and either go inside or attach to that little tiny tip. Okay. And so it will build inside somewhere into that trumpet. There we go. You can see this one's been beat up and it was actually gifted to me. And so uh, basically they will build the, the ectoplasmic apparatus inside to produce voice to actually create. They can, they can create hands or even feet that can reach out of the trumpet. They yeah. can produce apports through there, and the apports will literally trickle down, come down the trumpet and land in your hands or in your lap. That's pretty amazing. I've seen – and think about that because I showed you if that is under control, this tiny little tip, and this is the kind of the receiving or the speaking in the big end, right? And so if things are coming into here, how are big objects getting into that little thing? Well, they're being produced inside, and that's the key. So, you know. Of that, correct? Kevin, you're going to show us? Yes, I have some uh, marvelous pictures to show you. May I show those? Yes, please do. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you some truly marvelous pictures from inside a seance room. Okay. And I didn't mention this earlier, but this whole, all of this phenomena that we're speaking about is a type of mediumship we call physical mediumship. You've all seen Teresa Caputo and James Van Prague, or maybe Carolyn, maybe myself, standing on a stage or on the radio, and we are mentally doing our mediumship, right? We're connecting our mind to spirit. In the seance room, you can do that, but it tends to be a physically oriented, meaning I'm working with physical mediumship, spirits using my physical energies, my spiritual energies to cause, yes, they're using my spiritual energies to cause physical phenomena to happen, right? In the physical dimension. So that's why we call it physical mediumship. It has a physical effect. Things are levitated, appear, disappear, build up, all that kind of stuff. So what I'm going to show you are images within the seance room. Oh, there it is. And I'm going to show you what they typically look like. And if we can get that, has that appeared? There it is. Okay. There it is. Perfect. So you can see that's a typical circle, right? And in the back, you see a white chair with a black 
round cabinet hanging from the ceiling. You can see in the middle of the floor, there looks like an African drum and also an upside down bucket. And what I can see, you may not, but it's actually musical instruments like little bells that make lots of noise, right? And, you know, things that can be levitated. You're going to laugh, you guys, but this actually works. Uh, a, a toilet paper roll that has been painted very lightly with a tiny little pin, a pinstripe of luminous paint because uh -huh. spirit will lift it up and spin it in the air and shoot it all over the room. And uh, isn't that fun? And you can also use, if you're sitting for your development in your home circles, what about all those peanuts we get in the packages that from UPS and Amazon, we throw them away. Those are perfect. Get a handful of them, put some dots of luminous paint on them, and uh, spirit will begin to levitate those at some point. So that's pretty fun and amazing. Wow. So this is a great example of a seance room. Let's see if I can make that go forward. There it is. This is another uh, example of a cabinet that actually is built into the corner of a very large room. And you can see that it has, this one actually has two sides and uh, basically the medium would go into that structure. The curtains are closed and that allows spirit to condense the energies that they're extracting and building up around the medium. And they stay within the confines of that, of that physical structure. Even though it's very soft, it literally holds the energy almost like a, a big battery. And so a lot of the phenomena will build and build and build there and then push out into the room, interact with the audience pull back to the cabinet, build and build and build the energy again. They, they strengthen it and they'll push it back out into the room. So that's kind of a fascinating thing to me. This is a close-up of, again, of a round cabinet with a chair with some items in the chair. And uh, it's just, it's one of many styles of cabinets, but you can see it's really right, it's just right around the medium. So it's right. concentrating that energy. And you can actually I've actually built those. I've actually designed and built some round cabinets before. So they're pretty easy to do. This is important because this image shows you guys. Let's see if I can make it a little bigger. Yeah, there we go. So this is what we call six-point control. This is uh, an old spiritist style of working, especially in Germany and Europe. And so the medium in the middle, that gentleman in the blue jeans, is actually being touched on his both of his feet on his thighs and on both of his hands are under control of the two uh, attendants on each side of him. They're usually uh, a, a special guest or a special host for the evening, maybe his wife, and they will take six points on his body to control him, touch him, yet all of the phenomena is happening like crazy out in the room. And if we're all holding hands and the door is sealed and locked and taped shut, there can be nobody else in the room but spirit. Truly amazing. And some, uh, excuse me, Kevin, some mediums like David Thompson are actually mm. tied into the chair. Absolutely. And that's just another way of, uh, of having some checks and balances. Right. And um, let's see if I can get this to advance. Come on, little thing. And so uh, let me just pull this up real quick. Oh, I just want you to see it. Okay, there it is. Now, I want you to see this. Make sure this shows for you guys. Yes. Okay, there it is. This is an example of another uh, seance that was uh, took place in the 1990s. This is a group called the Skull Experiments. Oh, S-C-O, yes, S-C-O-L-E. It's down there in the paragraph, kind of the fourth word on the right. 
And in England, they basically were not working with ectoplasm. These are physical mediums who chose and asked spirit, could we please work with this new energy that is being made available to planet Earth that was coming in or in the 1990s and around 2000, really around the turn of the century. What, what was the turn of century? It was the age of Aquarius, a new energy for the planet that was a highly spiritual energy. So all they documented over I don't know how many hundreds, over 500, I think 500 different types of, of, of spirit phenomena that was physical that had never been seen or documented before. Amazing. Right. And movies have been made about it. Books have been written about it. And what do you think, Kevin? Uh, it was our conclusion in Circle that we had a mix of both. It's possible. It sure is possible. You can yeah. definitely have that. And we're starting to see that, actually, because a lot of mediums want this new. See, here's the thing. It's not as taxing. Very perfect point, because ectoplasm is my life force energy. If I'm extra, if spirit is extracting it and manipulating it and putting it back and pulling it out and putting it back, that's going to tax my body and actually my hormonal system. And that's why a lot of mediums, a lot of physical mediums tend to have diabetes, hypertension, uh, and some other, uh, uh, their hormones are off. They tend to be obese. They tend to cr- uh, just uh, really have bad habits of smoking and drinking and eating. And, and it, it just throws the body out of sync. It's really interesting. Their bodies suffer. And so it is not for everybody. I mean, it truly is a labor of love. It's for me, I would put myself through it only because it's in service to my fellow man and fellow and also for spirit. So I am not my body. I am spirit. So for me, I can I can sit with that. But some people can't sit with this. So I will tell you this new energy is pulled from the atmosphere, the ethers, and it does not touch the life force of the medium. The spirit world do not. So if light were to come on, the, the light would not affect the medium if they were using new energy, this new style of energy. It'd be done daylight. Yeah, they could even do it in daylight. And so if I had all of my uh, had, had a lot of ectoplasm out in the room, my life force energy, if any light source is shown onto it or suddenly produced in the room that spirit was not expecting, say a door opens, a light comes on, a flashlight comes on or a, a cigarette lighter turns on is is lit. That light literally is like a form of radiation and it literally causes a shock. And it instantly, it obliterates the ectoplasm, but the spiritual force of the uh, the power of that ectoplasm is recoiled back to its original point, which is the medium. And it can pick up a lot of objects in the room that is between where it was and where the medium is. And those become weapons that are propelled towards the medium. Some mediums have actually died from Helen being... Duncan. Yes, Helen Duncan Helen and others. Duncan. So ectoplasmic mediumship is people are trying to move away from it and they're having a lot of success. They're moving towards more new energy in mediumship, this new physical type energy. Now, this uh, the image you're seeing is just another style of a seance. That's a trumpet seance with a few medium chairs up front and then some student chairs in black. Right. This is an image of uh, I'm sorry, it's so small, but that actually is a materialized uh, spirit guide named Silver Bell, and uh, one of my guiding stars, Ethel Post Parish, is in the cabinet. There's her attendant opening the curtains. 
to show the entranced medium. And so there's a, f- a photograph of a spirit guide that is taken on physical form. It does have a peculiar look. Let me tell you, uh, they literally do look two dimensional. Can you click on that? Let me see. Yes, can. let me go back. Let me see if I can make that a, just a tiny bit bigger for you. Oh, pardon me. Did I? Oh, it's the wrong one. Uh, I'm coming back to it. Come on, little picture. Here it is. Can you? Uh, oh, I can. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I could do that. Can you see that? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Let me do this. Let me let me share the next one. So anyway, basically what's what happens with these is um, the basically the ectoplasm as it takes form, spirit impresses it with their thoughts, with their their essence. And in this next image I'm going to show you, it's a photograph of what was above a trans medium's head who was actually speaking to the room, but spirit wanted to show in photography that they were present and what they were doing. This is one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. Okay, come on, Kevin. Where's that share screen? <laughs> you got to see it. This is amazing, you guys, because it captures the essence of the main spirit guide, a beautiful joy guide for the transmedium. And wow. you can see a woman in the middle, in the midst of all this ectoplasmic energy and what is around her, but a field of flowers and roses. You can barely see them at the bottom. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and she says, "I." in the story goes, when the medium began to speak in trance, she says, uh, the way I control the words in the medium is I play the energies of the light and the color and the smells of the, of the flowers in my garden. And that's how I control the medium in your dimension. And there's a photograph of it. It's truly a beautiful story. Wow. Truly, truly beautiful. So anyway, with that, it, uh, I wanted to just kind of show you, uh, and again, another Hello, example. People. These are beautiful little student trumpets. Students made it one of the workshops we did at, ch- at one of my churches. And uh, you can make all kinds, like tubes. You can make little funnels. They're very easy to make. And this one I'm going to show you is about a 30-second clip. I want to show you, uh, it, this is an example of spirit-producing Uh, what we call apports, okay? These are objects brought from another location through the ethers into the seance room. But this time they go through the medium from his eyes and they come out into the room in his hands. And this was captured on film. He's actually very well known for it. He's from Germany. His name is Kai, K-A-I. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy this. Okay. He is amazing. Okay, here we go. Let me back it up. So as you guys can see here, mm. they're beginning to build under the eyelids. The under eyelids began to swell. He, yeah. They pushed on them, and the crystals came out. Okay? And you can see before this, it's a longer video, but before that, you can actually see them building lower in the face, and literally, he was... Uh, spirit was manipulating his hands to have him push them up in the ectoplasm. As it touched light, it 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 shifts into a new form, which takes on the form of the crystals uh, that come through him. So quite remarkable. Here's the next one as it literally pushes up. I think he gives it a little nudge and it pops out, but they're truly beautiful. Yes. So that was something that I wanted you guys to see because it, it really is 
remarkable what spirit can do. They can bring animals in. They can bring they can bring people in from other locations. <laughs> they can bring flowers in. I have been in seances where, uh, you know, everybody would love to see things. So a lot of times things are done in the dark, which causes questions and people. Hey, I was skeptic. Even with David Thompson, I admit it. I went for three years, 25 seances. I think I went to in three wow. years. Him. Spent a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. What happened was uh, it took me a while to, to stop second guessing my skeptical nature, my analytical nature. I, I knew he was secured in a chair. I knew right. he was bound and gagged. Amazing. I checked him. I checked the room. Others checked the room. The room is sealed. Everybody's holding hands. I can hear in the dark exactly where people are. Right. Uh, and yet phenomena still happening. It took me a while. So I get it. But uh, it's really interesting. I've been in seance rooms where the lights were brought up. This is amazing. I'm going to show you something. I have a beautiful apport. And uh, this was, again, with the same medium. And his spirit control said, we can send objects into your dimension on a quantum light beam, like a, a quantum flash of light. So we said, would you please demonstrate? So he said, sure. He said, I'm going to send it through the medium's hand out into the room. You're going to see it. It will all be done in the red light. We turned on the red light in the room. We could see everybody in the room. We cleared the floor of all of the objects in the floor. And the spirit control said, look at this point. There was actually a a glowing dot, a mark on the floor. We stared at it. Again, there's nothing there. And uh, as the medium's hand came out, the, the, the spirit control begins to do this with the hands, pushing its energy through the hands. And suddenly... Uh, a big, like a flash of light that was palpable. It touched us. You could feel it. It shot through the room, kind of like lightning. You couldn't see it, but it was light everywhere. And instantly on that spot disappeared. Oh, that's beautiful. Can you guys see that? Oh, it's amazing. This appeared in front of 25 people, 12 feet away from the medium, it, or probably 10. It was, we howled. We, it was amazing, literally amazing to witness to behold this and so this is actually a gorgeous uh center stone uh and it was a gift from spirit to me for all the work that i did to grow my community grow my church grow my ministries to serve people and it basically energetically connects me to all the other uh uh, center stones and activation stones that have come from uh this medium's spirit team from the ethers into our dimension. So there's a grid of these around the earth. And I'm just one little point, a little dot of light. And I was so touched. And and I saw that with my own eyes. And I've seen, I've seen crystals literally just falling out of thin air uh, as we had turned the room lights on just to uh, let everybody leave the room. And as people are leaving, objects are falling out of the air on the floor. It was uncanny. So these are, it's really amazing, uh, all of this, because, you know, you and I, Carolyn, I say all the time to my students and my people and my, wherever I go, you and I are so blessed. We live in a world like a Hollywood movie. Nobody, most people cannot believe this stuff is real. We literally live in a, in a magical world. And I, I feel so blessed that you and I are on this path. We we know that there's no death, that the essence of Kevin and Carolyn, we, we continue living on. We just leave the body behind. Mm-hmm. And there's so much spiritual potential inside of us and all around us. 
if we'll just begin to access it and change the mind because that controls everything. The mind is really the key. You change your mind, you change the state of everything around you. And so it's about affirmations, gratitude, prayer. You know, people, I tell people I'm a minister and sometimes that offends people. <laughs> You'd be surprised what people will say to my face uh, about God or the Bible or, or ministers or seminary. And I'm like, I'm just a spiritual person that happens to have a uh, a, a government check because uh, from Sally Mae because I had to pay for seminary somehow. <laughs> And I am just here to serve and be the best that I can as a spirit in a human body. And I don't necessarily say that I'm highly religious, but I'm so connected to spirit. And I am always talking to spirit. And I live in a magical spiritual world. To me, it's not so much the religion as it is the practice of what we believe in metaphysics and spiritualism. And and I, I live it every day. And so it is a religion in that sense, but it's also philosophical. It's the way I live and, and it's the way I experiment. And I think we just need to think about that. You know, uh, uh, every day I tithe back a portion of my life to spirit. How? People hate that word. <laughs> I grew up hating it. But I tithe back a portion of the life that God gave me yesterday, the day before, the year before. I do it in meditation and I give back to the universe 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. When I sit today, I sat in a circle with Reverend Tiffany and some others virtually. And in a way, I'm tithing back to spirit. I'm giving, I'm, I'm, re, I'm returning to spirit of the vibration that they sent to the, to the, to earth. So it's a way of tithing back and just being a blessing in the world. And, and we've got to bless ourselves with meditation daily, just small bits if that's all you can do. And it really does make your life really magical. And what would be spirits, um, it always seems that we, for many years, we challenge spirit, mm-hmm. and I feel now they're they're challenging us by mm-hmm. the work that many people are doing in in home circle or in seance room. Mm-hmm. You know, it just becomes it just evolves more and more and more. It's absolutely fascinating. I like yeah. your word. Uh, they they're challenging us, and you really it's really true. And you know, I think you know I can feel uh, when you keep saying home circle. I think the viewers need to hear that because yes. there I have been on, I don't know how many mediumship and spiritual development courses. And I've been to over 300 seances in 13 years. I do know that. Wow. Uh, I've sat in a lot of seances and, uh, and I want to say this, the home circle, which we call a home development circle for yes. us as for any of your psychic gifts, healing, psychic development, intuition, mediumship of the mind, mental mediumship, or physical mediumship, what I'm teaching today, or precipitation mediumship, or direct voice, whatever you're working on, you've got to sit once a week, really, maybe once every two weeks, but really once a week with a dedicated group of sitters. And the best is all of your other sitters in the room are sitting for you to develop. No one else is developing. I know that's hard to set up sometimes. Everybody wants to be an intuitive or a medium or healer. Uh, but I would say one or two mediums need to develop per night, no more, because otherwise you thin out the energies of development and nobody develops much at all. So stick to one or two mediums developing or intuitives and get you some sitters that will sit for you and basically just send energy forward uh, and just watch the experience of your development, what you're doing. But look up home development circles and uh, and see what you can find. Type in the word spiritualism 
or yeah. metaphysics and then type in the word home development circle. Or maybe if you're looking to be a healer, type in healer or, or a psychic, type in psychic. Use your keywords to help you find. There are a lot of organizations that actually have lists and little directories. And maybe you can find that people that can uh, in your area that can come and physically sit with you, if not virtually. Physical is best, as Caroline yeah. and I know. You know, virtual is one thing. That's what we're doing now. But let me tell you, physical and it works. Virtual works. I have students in my in my virtual precipitation development yeah. home circles. Reverend Tiffany, our producer of the show, is in my circle. She gets precipitation. My students are getting precipitate. We're all getting precipitation. And it's just that spirit knows we're sitting for the intention and they manifest it. They bring it forward. But it's always best to sit as close as you can to a physical, fully developed medium of whatever you're trying to develop or bring forward, because the energy will wash off onto you. And it's almost like your body is a little rechargeable battery. It pulls from your teacher and you build up your the battery of your spiritual gift. And you see it also. I study yoga. All my old yoga books over there. Same thing. The masters, the swamis always told their students that they had to sit next to them. Always. They had to live in the ashram with them. They had to do everything with them. Why? Because the master, the Swami or the guru always was very, very gently imparting spiritual potentials to the student. And eventually, as the students built up the storehouse of energies, they could manifest the same, if not more, phenomena that the guru also could do. So they tended to mimic their gurus in spiritual gift potentials. So that's a fascinating uh, uh, principle that I see in ancient yoga and modern yoga and also in spiritualism, metaphysics, even in uh, our my, I have friends who are Wiccans, even in that community, you see the same phenomena with the, the master priestess to the student. Uh, it's, it's just a principle of a universal law, I'm sure. Well said. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's very interesting. Everything that you're talking about, I think, is a, a major interest and importance. And what would you say the reason spirit is brings us these gifts? Is it to prove? The continuity of life or or the magic within us, what would you say? Well, uh, there are a couple of reasons why they do it. Uh, and actually, there can be different reasons. So let me say this. Someone asked, uh, it disappeared. Oh, there it is. Anita, how many people sit in the room? Well, uh, typically for a home development circle, remember that Bible scripture that says, for where two or more are gathered God, or it was saying, I am present in your midst, but it's really God is present. What does that mean? It means spirit. It means spirit uh, is present, the divinity of the universe, that living essence. So if you and a friend get together, you can produce phenomena at some point once you develop. If you have a few more, what I have seen, if you can get about five to eight, I have seen some up to 12, uh, but if you can get five to eight people to commit to show up every single week and they're willing to do it for a year, five years. I mean, you're going to, you got to commit to this for a long time. You can't just willy nilly come and go. The phenomena won't evolve. Uh, it won't evolve as good. So you need to show up and be committed as a group and you need to be harmonious. You need to be friends or friendly. And if there's any tension in the group, mm, it's like a knife to the energy. It will dampen the energy and cut it and it won't develop nicely. It won't develop strongly or come forward quickly. So you want to make sure everybody's in harmony, joyful, getting along and sit every single week for 
an hour, hour and a half, whatever you feel inspired to do. And that's all you got to do. And there are more per, uh, particulars to that. But now, Carolyn, you asked, why do they bring the phenomena forward? They bring it forward, like you said, to prove through the evidence of the phenomena happening, the, the evidence of the phenomena occurring in a way they say it will work, meaning through voice or through uh, raps on the wall, some form of communication. They want to show there is an intelligence. Oh, that's it. That's what I teach. Thank you, Spirit. With all of the phenomena, when things are flying through the air, when voices are coming out of objects and out of the wall, out of the ethers, out of uh, things, you know, and, and, and when phenomena is happening, there's an intelligence to it, which implies there's something living attached or associated behind it. So that's where we get that principle of there's no death. There's personality in the spirit world, which is the consciousness of souls. Those are usually the spirit workers. And so they are here to say, you guys, look what we can do in your dimension. It's hard for us, but we can do it. But we're not dead. We're just in a different form. But we can have an effect in your dimension. Now, they can also make uh, phenomena happen that can heal people. There are healing seances that take place where literally ectoplasm can come out and be laid on certain parts of the body and negative forces are extracted and uh and it, what remains is more of a positive force in the person. Um, and all kinds of things can happen. But uh, really, you know, they do it to uh, for humor. They do scientific experiments. I've actually experienced matter going through matter in my hands, which was crazy. Mm -hmm. I've experienced uh, 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 objects materializing in front of my eyes. I've witnessed a, a small body of an infant uh, stepping out of a cabinet. It, it looked like literally a ghostly form and it had the tiniest little arm and the fingers were so tiny, you guys, but every finger moved independently. It wasn't like a hand, that, like a doll's hand. It was literally a little spirit child's hands and it was remarkable, but it looked like a gray, it looked like a cloud that was about to rain. It was, it had the consistency of a cloud, but it was in a human arm form. And I've seen arms. I've seen a cloud of ectoplasm uh, uh, that came, was regurgitated up and out of the medium onto a concrete floor in a huge room. No one's near it. And it's literally breathing like a cloud, like a living cloud. And as the spirit is speaking out of the medium to it, the, the spirit is saying, let me show you my arm. And suddenly a, 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 this thing comes up out of this cloud in the middle of a concrete floor, you guys. And suddenly it begins to turn and then it takes the shape of a hand and the fingers open. And as it waved, I noticed there was something on a finger. It was the it was the spirit controls signature ring that he's known. There are photographs of him as a scientist having worn them in the 18 and 1900s. So and it looked exactly as it does in the in the archives. And it waved, it responded to us as we were laughing and talking to it. And then it disappeared into the ectoplasm. And then the ectoplasm came back up into the medium and disappeared in the mouth. It's shocking. But it was just to show that there's an intelligence. And what we think is, what we think matter doesn't exist. Matter is not matter. Matter is literally energy and forces. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to show us that what we think is reality is truly the illusion and spirit lives in reality. And that's a very important message for us. These people who say we live in the matrix and it's some sort of an intelligent uh, computer program. Well, it kind of is because we call God that infinite intelligence. And 
everything is in order. There's mathematics to everything, which implies an, some sort of an intelligence that is controlling it, but it's a divine intelligence. And even the yogis who connected that great source of, uh, they call it cosmic mind. And they said, it all of all mathematics and order flows from cosmic mind to give form and substance to, to the ethers in the spirit world. And it's just so beautiful how it's described in different cultures, but it all makes sense and it all comes back together. Who were some of the, uh, we are in the afterlife connect uh, mm-hmm. group. Yes. And you and I, well, you are, and I'm a, I'm just snuck in there. No, you're in there. <laughs> With Jock Brokus, who are some of the people that inspire you that people can, our visit, our viewers, visitors, and listeners can can look up? Like Jock Brokus, for instance. Well, Jock, yeah, Jock is a, a, a more highly, I'm telling you, I don't know many highly ethical, moral, moralistic mediums. And I hate to say that, but I mean, he just has such an incredible nature. Uh, he uh, actually was born into a Jesuit family. Uh, priest and he went in and and so he's got kind of that background so he's very serious and very devoted in such a way that a lot of mediums and intuitives just aren't devoted to the spirit world i'm devoted but he's so devoted he's uh, he's just amazing guy but he produces a lot of uh, uh, videos and programs and he's the director of the international society for the standards of mediumship and psychical investigation a mouthful i simply for short Right. And I'll drop that into the chat room as I'm talking. Right. But basically, basically, it means that um, it means that uh, he is looking to bring forward uh, uh, professionalism and credentials in ways of uh, making sure that we are coming forward as people with amazing spiritual gifts in a very uh, moral way, ethical way, in a professional way. I'm, I'm tired of people looking at me like a gypsy. Uh, I have morals. I have ethics. Yeah. You know, and uh, I. Uh, I am not here to take advantage of people. I believe in the law of karma and I run my life by that. And I think people who uh, choose not to go to schools of learning like the Arthur Findlay College. Ah, thank you, Spirit. You guys need to go look up. This is one of several, but I'll just mention it because I've been there. Uh, It's called the Arthur Findlay College. Okay. And it's outside of London, two hours north in the county of Essex. Okay, in the city of a village of Stansted. And there's a big airport called Stansted Airport. You can fly right in. But anyway, they are a school of spiritualism and they and they train you to be healers. They train you to train you to be psychics. They train you to be great mediums. They have uh, they're highly uh, uh, they do a fantastic job. I, that's all I can say. I think they're just- to do some virtual classes as well. I think that's the latest I- thing. And I'll tell you, they are affiliated with the Spiritualist National Union because they are a spiritualist college in that that SNU, SNU, right, dot org. No, dot. I don't know how it is, but it's over in UK. I don't know how the URL for it. But basically, they created a virtual version of the national organization. And now you and I here in the United States and elsewhere in the world, we can tap into great mediums and great classes for really, really affordable, you guys. Right. Right. And it's called SNUI for internet. Okay. It's the internet version. And um, amazing, you guys. I think you pay barely $20 a year and you get access to tons of free stuff and very discounted courses, high quality courses, you guys, and great, great teachers that we don't get in the United States that often. So I right. highly recommend that. There's a school of learning outside of New Jersey. 
Uh, it's called, it's in Fair, Fairfield, Fairfield, New, New Jersey. And uh, before I get this incorrect, I'm going to double check in my browser. Uh, but yes, and uh, it's basically, it's a school of mediumship and learning. They, they, they teach a lot of different things and it's called the Inner Spiritual Center. And it is founded and run by two great mediums. Sharon Subis and also a, uh, a a Scottish medium who now lives in Switzerland, Bill Collar. Right, and, great. Bill, Bill's amazing. And Bill, actually, I'll just put a plug in real quick. I will be personally hosting him in my ministry in November later this year here in Fort Lauderdale, and that'll be announced in a, probably um, another great. month. And uh, we're going to have him for a week. He's coming to us after your you guys, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to be hosting him, but. Basically, their school in New Jersey, in Fairfield, New Jersey, and uh, Inner Spiritual Center, they have a two-year mediumship development program. I took it. I completed it. It was the best program I have ever taken, I have to say. And I plug it all the time because it cleaned up so many mistakes I learned in other classes and things that never made sense to me and weren't working. My mediumship was never the same after that program. And I am so grateful that I found that program and it's in the United States. And there are, there are no other programs like it that I really know of, of that quality. And yeah. so that's uh, Bill Collar, C-O-L-L-E-R and Sharon Subis, S-I-U-B-I-S. Great, great program. Go check it out because it'll benefit you and your development, your psychic and your mediumistic potentials. So I would say those are really the key for you know, viewers and listeners to go and get hooked up with. You guys invest in yourself. It it may be a little expensive to travel, but invest in yourself. You're investing in your soul's evolution, literally in progress and your potentials and you're serving other people with your gifts. So it's very important. Beautifully said. Thank you so much. Hmm. Really enjoyed your video of of Kai. Um, Kai is uh, fabulous. Yes. Yeah. Another one that is actually very good coming out of the UK, Scott Milligan. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Scott, Scott Milligan. And for those of you who don't know, please look him up because he has uh, been working since he was a teenager. Very uh, great story. And Spirit uh, produces full materializations. Uh, there's direct voice. There's uh, apportation, I believe, as well uh, from time to time. And he is a fabulous transmedium, high quality, old, yes. what I call the old spiritualist style that I admire very much. And uh, his work is impeccable, ethical, legit. And uh, you guys definitely need to make your way out to try and track him down. Now, he does come to, Scott actually travels to New Orleans about once a year. And he's been coming to the organization, uh, We Don't Die. Also, We Don't yeah. Die Radio. And We Don't Die with Sandra Champlain. She hosts a lot of mediumistic events through her organization. And Scott is one of the mediums. So uh, you can go to a seance through that organization wherever they're hosting them in the country. Okay? Yeah, he's done some free ones too. Or yes, don't he has. Online. Very interesting to watch his trance, uh, his trance work. He's excellent. If you go to Afterlife uh, Connect, mm-hmm. Right.com. Yeah. You'll see a lot of uh, mediums on there. Kevin's on there. I'm on there. Jock is on there. Everybody's a lot of people are on there that are incredibly talented yes, and very up. willing to teach and, and share their gifts. They all have, you know, websites and all this that you can check them out. So I want to thank Kevin so much for spending time with us. We have a couple of minutes left. Where are you going to be, Kevin? 
Uh, sure. What are you up to next? Oh, gosh, where's my calendar? <laughs> well, let me tell you this. I am actually hosting uh, for Camp Chesterfield, and that'll be in about a week. And I'm going to be hosting a virtual con- uh, a small conference. It's basically a full day of classes. And you can find these on my timeline for Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Rev Kevin Lee. And on July 18th, and then also on August 15th, I'm hosting uh, two courses each of those days. And those are basically your psychic 101 and 202. And then also developing your angel card reading skills. So that'll be level 101 and 202. So again, that's in July and August. You can find those. Uh, it'll be a great experience. We'll have a good crowd. And uh, that's pretty much uh, some of the big things coming up in the next month or two for me. Fabulous. Thank you so much. for sharing all of your And you're such a good teacher and such a... <laughs> so There's never enough time. <laughs> huh? Never enough time to teach everything. I know. Uh, but, you know, you really do explain things very, very well. And I hope, I'm sure our listeners just uh, love it, our viewers. Just want to point out a couple of things. Thank you for sharing all that and for coming back uh, to be with us. It's such a pleasure to have you uh, with you. us, Reverend Kevin Lee. Don't forget to check out Facebook with him and uh, his website. Next week, we have July 16th, the amazing, the adorable, Jeremy Ryden, astrologer extraordinaire. He is also a show host here on Goldilocks Productions, um, Higher Realms. I remembered it, Higher Realms. So he will be here with us next week, July 23rd. Psychic Jane Darty from South Plainfield, New Jersey. Known Jane for a long time. She is amazing. She was one of the psychic pioneers. And I feel does amazing work at a TV show is off Broadway. Wow. She's a, a guardian of one of the crystal skulls. Mm-hmm. There's only four in the world. I understand. Wow. I didn't know She'll that. Be with wow. us July 23rd, July 30th, Mr. Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer returns. So we are just what we're so excited awesome. to have all these great guests with us. And thank you all for being with us tonight. And the amazing Reverend Kevin Lee. You Love are you amazing. Thank you so much for explaining you, Carolyn. the everything precipitation mediumship. Don't forget to check out that with yeah. Kevin Lee and this one. He's going to do more. I'm sure on this oh, yeah. uh, secrets of the seance room. What I know he is. We will. Okay. That's great. Thank you so much for being with us, everyone. See you next time. Thank you, Reverend Kevin. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love 
by Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.